0: to another episode of Be Free, Be Fun, Be Fearless with Dr. Rana el which is exactly who I am, founder of Light Changes Coaching and your host for today. So I am welcomed or I have the pleasure of welcoming this amazing man next to me, Mark Jarrett. Now he calls himself a disru- uh, disruptive game-changing connector Virtual,
1: virtual power connector.
0: A virtual power, well, I was about to say, and a virtual power networker.
1: Yes, even better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A virtual power networker and a disruptive, game-changing connector, but you're going to tell me exactly what that means, aren't you, Mark? Go for it. Tell me.
1: I am indeed, Rana. Uh, Hi, everyone. Yeah, my name's Mark, and when I look back on my life, I've actually been connecting people all my life to my DNA, I just love connecting people. I've actually created human beings through my Cupid antics back in the day. Uh, One of them is 22 years old now. So uh, that was 23 years ago. Uh,
0: I'm assuming you're talking about putting two people together rather than the actions between you and your wife.
1: uh, Yes, you're assuming correctly. Um, this was pre 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 wife days. Uh-huh. Uh, so now I'm trying to put that skill set to good use by connecting people uh, for business. Because we are all social animals. We are hardwired to grow our tribes. The eight hundred and forty billion dollar mice industry which stands for meetings incentive conferences and events in other words the events industry is on its knees for obvious reasons anything that involves getting groups of human beings together in one space is kind of screwed i think it's the technical term and um, but I've been extolling the virtues of virtual networking for several years now. Irrespective, irrespective of the pandemic, virtual networking rocks because it's clean. It leaves zero carbon footprint. It's free because we all pay the internet anyway. It saves us a tonne of time and money. But I think best of all is its globality, because if you go to a networking event in Cambridge, you're only going to meet people from the Cambridgeshire region. Whereas online, the world literally is our oyster. Uh, And you know that from from your own experience, experiences in my in my WhatsApp groups. Um, it's totally global and you've met people from um, all over the world uh, and long may it continue.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if we think in this day and age where we all use the internet for other things, that for example, Facebook with all the Facebook friends that we might have from all around the world and Instagram and all the rest of it, it makes complete sense to deepen those connections through proper networking channels to meet these people on on that level. Absolutely. And
1: everyone's got their favourite. Facebook, of course, own WhatsApp and Instagram. uh, And strangely enough, Facebook. But Facebook itself, I I find it personally, I find it a bit too noisy and um, too much information almost. Uh, Whereas WhatsApp is... Relatively straightforward, and it's ubiquitous. Two billion people use WhatsApp globally. Practically everyone in the UK, Europe, India, and elsewhere use it. The one country that doesn't use it so much, ironically, is its birthplace, the United States of America. In the United States, only about one in five people use WhatsApp.
0: Yeah, and I don't understand that, I have to say. And I'll tell you something, obviously, because you know you know, with me, you know, historically, I've, I've travelled all around the world lecturing and speaking. Previously about dentistry before I became a, a coach and talking about empowerment and energy. But I remember lecturing in Morocco, and obviously everybody's always asked to kind of keep their phones off. But the minute you went into the coffee break, there's that, that particular t- um, ringtone, isn't there, when people get WhatsApp messages and you know everyone was there having coffee for the morning break and that is all you could hear literally every second everybody's phone was pinging and of course the word whatsapp has become almost synonymous with google isn't it well now with google and search engines people say oh i've got to google that and and it's the same with messaging certainly in the environment i i, I live in people will always be you know i'll whatsapp you let me whatsapp you
1: yeah well w- once you become a verb then you know you've made it, you know, to Zoom someone. Uh, Let's Zoom uh, is another example. Uh, And, of course, this time last year, who was Zoom? Um, Now it's um, Zoom is all the rage and who is Skype? Uh, How things change.
0: Yeah. Although actually, Skype, Skype was seemed to be going out quite a long, a long, a long way ago. But uh, yeah, Zoom's certainly more all around the world now. So tell me, I want I want to get a bit more onto this. I remember when I when I met you um, about six months ago now. Sometime, yeah, last year, and it was um, at, at an American <laughs> global virtual networking group actually. And I remember reading about you and you were, you were, we were in this joint room and you were saying, I run 100 WhatsApp groups. And I just remember thinking, I am in a lot of WhatsApp groups and my phone is almost permanently on silent because
1: yeah.
0: groups are just crazy. How on earth can you run 100 WhatsApp groups? Let's start with that and then let's talk about the benefits.
1: OK, well, the first thing you've got to realise with WhatsApp is that it's... Um, the world's most popular messaging platform. And it's structured in such a way, as you know, that the new messages float straight to the top. So I much prefer WhatsApp to email. Like email for me is um, a a nightmare because my my outlook is creaking under the the weight of 40,000 unread uh, spam emails um, and it's slow and clunky and then finding emails i just whatsapp the messages appear and my ethos is nike's strap line which is
0: is it just it's not the just do it is it yes just, is do it. It. just do it just do
1: it just do it so i deal with these messages it's all short short, short you know very short interactions. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, if it ever gets to a stage where it does become unbearable, uh, then I'll just stop. But in some ways, I've only just started, because there can be a WhatsApp group about anything. And the more niche, the subject matter is, the better, because you're more likely to have a meeting of minds, which might lead to a friendship or a transaction. So I'll give you an example of that. Have you heard of SQL? It's a programming language. Okay. Don't ask me about it. I don't know anything about it. Okay. But a lady SQL developer suggested to me earlier on this year, why don't I create a WhatsApp group um, for women SQL developers? Okay. So I did that. And... It's small, but it's magical. You know, there's about seven or eight people in there now, and all women who, who, who uh, enjoy de- developing and uh, using that programming language. Um, and in a way, tech won't cut the mustard. Tech is too g- generic. But if it's fintech or agritech, or martech, or property tech. There's even bloody tech tech, would you believe? Um, but yeah, if, if you drill it down more specifically, uh, then uh, niche rocks. So I'm taking a long tail approach. Uh, so the chances are that for any given person, there are probably at least 10 groups that would resonate with that person and if there is a group that they uh, can't see but would like i'll just go ahead and create one because my network is enormous uh, incredible people so when i put it out to the big groups that you're a member in like the powerful women group or the virtual international pub they they act as a kind of filter channel To the small niche groups where the real magic happens.
0: Yeah. So you have groups, you have groups for speakers. I know that.
1: Super speakers.
0: Super speakers, which I'm also a member. You have groups uh, on Tesla, right?
1: Terrific Tesla. Yes. Um, My son is obsessed with Tesla. Uh, He actually had the foresight to actually invest in some Tesla stock um, earlier on in the year. And it's gone up by 700%. Insane. Um so yeah good call uh when i was his age i was squandering money into fruit machines um <laughs> of the two habits i i would suggest investing in uh, tesla yeah um
0: and what what else what else what other groups so i know there are some that are very very niche now but is this all business or is this about other are any of them about people's
1: not, not, I, i'd say, people say about, about travel and most of them have got a business objective in mind ultimately, but I did create some for pure altruistic reasons, like stop, (coughs) stop trafficking, stop human trafficking. You know, I've got no, uh, I I don't want to make money out of that. I just want to help stop human trafficking. So one of the members of that group is a guy called Phil, is incredibly well connected with police forces globally so if someone comes across a, a trafficking situation that that group can be used to exchange information um i got a, a message from one of the members a couple of weeks ago that um these whatsapp groups have actually saved her life she suffered a heart attack uh, she was uh, in a great deal of distress Uh, But she reached out to someone that she met through the groups and uh, he was able to intervene and visit her at at very short notice. Had it have not been for the groups, she would have never known that person. Uh, So these groups literally are changing, changing, changing people's lives or even saving them.
0: Yeah, which is amazing. That really is amazing. So I know for being in one of your groups, you, you get the conversation going, you kickstart the conversation, you're full of fun, you give people crazy challenges and offer wine gums as prizes. <laughs> you get people chatting, you encourage people, you remind people to put themselves forward, which is, I think, another really important thing because some people really start to shy away from groups. They find it overwhelming. They don't know how to use them they dip in and out and you often hear the apologetic messages when they come back in. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been absent as if, you know, they should feel guilty about it. And yet you're so open, so forgiving, so fun, welcome anybody who comes in or anybody who returns. And at the same time, uh, it's kind of place introductions, get, get, introduce people. And I know aside from obviously bringing people together in the WhatsApp groups, you do take on clients to help them, learn to network. I'd love you to talk a bit more about about that, what that looks like, what you do, and really why that is so important. I think particularly for people uh, in the service industry uh, would definitely benefit from that.
1: Sure, so originally my goal was to help anyone who wants to learn how to network virtually. And then it was pointed out to me that that's too broad. So, I'm now drilling down onto our American friends that I alluded to earlier. And I've recently been showing them how to use WhatsApp and opening their eyes to a whole new world, literally. So, for example, a lot of people don't know that you can use WhatsApp on your computer, it's a very simple fix. Uh, you just go to web.whatsapp.com and then you marry your smartphone to your computer uh, using the QR code. Uh, simple, if you know how, and you're told that. Um, if, you, if you don't know that, you, you know, you, you're going to be typing away on a tiny keyboard, on a small screen. You know, Freddie Mercury once said, the bigger the better in everything. And when it comes to ske- to, to keyboard sizes and, and screen sizes, he was bang on the money. And heaven knows we, we spend enough time uh, as it is looking at to, into our smartphones all day. And um, I personally, and I know a lot of other people find it much more effective to use WhatsApp on your computer. The fact that you can make free phone calls and video calls globally It's almost like a bonus, Um, and sure, I do use WhatsApp for calls and video calls. But primarily for that, I actually use something called Remo, which I helped launch last year. I want
0: to, I want, I want to get on to Remo later, I really do. Yeah. And also, I mean, people don't realise that they can search. They can search the group, they can message people privately, they can you know, take take off conversations. off the main e- group. Exactly. They can star look- messages, they can search and scan for, say, particular words. Or people It's a powerful actually, search engine, yeah. They can they can find PDFs, documents, files, links. They, it's, it's almost like it's all sorted out yes. for them in a massive, massive filing cabinet if they know how to use it.
1: If they know how to use it. But it's not that difficult. Uh, and uh, a lot of the Americans I've been speaking to um, either don't use it at all or they occasionally use it when their sister or or friend or family member is traveling overseas for those uh, free uh, phone calls. But as you just pointed out, it's much more than that. It's a very, very powerful uh, communications platform. Um, And uh, I sometimes call LinkedIn, which is the go-to, Um, business social network is the world's least social social network the real magic happens on places like zoom and remo where you can actually see and hear each other so i i regard whatsapp as a kind of conduit between the two because the messaging on whatsapp is instant um so but with LinkedIn, you've got those, like, mega pauses between... I, I, I actually find the user experience on LinkedIn to be a bit clunky,
0: mm.
1: um, whereas with WhatsApp, it, it, it flows, uh, and it works. Um, so
0: I know you focus on connecting, where you are connecting people. You you We start off with the WhatsApp groups, and then you always encourage people to share their LinkedIn profile. I know you help people with their linkedin abilities as well so i think that's really important to say you know when you're teaching people to know because business networking a lot of it is about making those connections through linkedin so that's all part of kind of the the ways that you were able to help people and then you encourage people to make those connections on linkedin and then take it off uh, off the chatting texting linkedin messaging to then, okay, let's have a chat, just as if you would if you met someone in a meeting room. But it's not about exchanging a business card, it's about making a true connection, having a conversation, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, to really have an idea of, it gives someone a chance to really come across, make an impact, am I gonna remember this person, aren't I? As opposed to, I've come away with 50 business cards and I can't remember a thing. Uh, And, and, you know, feel some into somebody's energy and really, truly, truly make a connection, which, as you said at the beginning, we are we are human, you know, human animals in need of human connections. So let's talk a little bit about obviously there is Zoom, which we've talked about, you know, become synonymous again, you know, given it a verb, I'll Zoom you. But, I, but you have this phenomenal networking platform. And I remember the first time I joined you on it, and you were like, I'll be at, you know, I'll be at table one. And I was thinking, where the hell am I going? <laughs> I could bring my cup of tea in. There you were on table one. So tell us a little bit about Remo, your role in it, and, and how it can be used.
1: Okay, it's not mine. Uh, it belongs to a guy, the founder and CEO is a guy called Ho Yin. A lovely guy, he's based in Hong Kong he recently became a father and um, coronavirus has played right into his hands because I met him back in the good old days in November at London's Gatwick Airport for arguably the largest breakfast I've ever had mind you at 30 quid it should be um, and uh, you know he knew I was a a, a, a networker And um, I helped him, I really plugged it, um, helped him launch it, basically, and um, I was a kind of um, early adopter, ambassador, call it what you will. Um, And uh, I've I've got my own, if you go to neverendingnetworking.com, you'll see that I've got a room that's always open, it never closes, Uh, And it's just a place uh, where people uh, can go and meet ad hoc because we all live such scheduled lives nowadays. Everything's scheduled. Um, I don't know about you, but I've I've still got a spontaneous streak in me. Uh, Sometimes I'm just in the mood Mm -hmm. for this, that, and the other. Um, So uh, I can see a situation uh, later on in uh, uh, next year which of course is next week and um, where you know there's always going to be people in there uh, at any one time um, to 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 network and meet new people interesting and new people that's what it's all about
0: so, so the way that it works is that you come in and you join it and then you can see you can see everybody's kind of uh, initials or sometimes their little faces in little circles on these tables and you can literally uh, kind of click your mouse move yourself along and move to different tables. And then when you do that, that person, you're effectively a bit little bit like a Zoom room. You'll be surrounded by people who are on that table. And then you can all have a conversation. You can take it off the verbal and type in as well if you want to but otherwise you, you're you actually seeing people and then you can hop off and you can go and join another table. And then also you have a stage area as well. So sometimes when you wanna give a, a main presentation to everybody like you did with our, our virtual Christmas party and the magic, we can have people on stage. And I know you invite people on stage, you give them the, the stage, you give them the chance to say who and what they are and then, and then take people off to, to kind of to, to network uh, individually and stay as long as they like so it really it really is a multi-sensory platform I think it's a good way of-
1: if, if, if you've got a small group I think you might as well stick with zoom but if you're going to be running a larger event then you know those breakout rooms that you get in zoom I, I call them virtual prisons.
0: Yeah, because it's like, break me up! Here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, oh, you, you well, Are we going to go back in? Are we going to get taken? Yeah, you're at the behest of the
1: organiser. Yeah, exactly. Whereas on Remo, you can work a room intuitively like you would in real life and hop, hop, just double-click on the table um, and then wave when you join. A lot of this is quite um, intuitive. Um, and it's... Uh, I call it Zoom on steroids, uh, and it, it's it's certainly much better for networking than Zoom is. Mm-hmm.
0: So tell me why? I mean, okay, I know I know in the role role that I have as a as a speaker and a, a coach and a trainer and teacher, I know that networking has hugely benefited me because you know having obviously all my network previously were all a massive load of dentists and professors and top academics, and then I entered the the world of leadership and coaching. And obviously I had some connections on LinkedIn, but but I know networking helped me grow my business enormously because it came to the point of, sometimes it's not just who you know, it's who you know, who knows who you want to know. Exactly. And, and once you make an impact with somebody, how they remember you and they might come to you for help directly or indirectly. And of course we're all willing, hopefully, to to help each other and uplift each other. So that's kind of my take home on the importance of networking. It's not about numbers. It's not about oh, like on Facebook, you know, oh, I've got you know five thousand Facebook friends. <laughs> no one engages with your your stuff. It really is about those those meaningful, powerful connections.
1: So Have you? Obviously, heard of you we do virtually
0: now. now. So tell me, what what is your take on? networking let's talk a bit more about that so people really understand the the relevance the necessity the importance and the enjoyment it can bring as well
1: have you heard of the dunbar number no the dunbar number states that you can't really have more than between 100 and 200 people really in your true kind of inner circle and i I would say that's a, a pretty accurate um uh, number, um, say so take the middle of a hundred and fifty, um, but to answer your question, networking is about um, farming and, and not hunting necessarily. Uh, this is about my fourth or fifth meeting with you, and I don't know about you but i feel like we're getting to know each other quite well thanks to several video calls with one another Uh, and elusive cappuccino latte or milkshake Mm -hmm. um it will be like no real i feel like i already know you and Sally, you know, she's
0: ten
1: thousand miles away.
0: Yes, this is Sally Anderson, uh, one of our one of the people in in several groups. A real powerhouse based in New Zealand.
1: She, she's the most active member of, of 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 my WhatsApp group, and it's a bit of a irony there because uh, when I first mentioned WhatsApp group networking to her, she she was not interested at all. Uh, <laughs> look at her now. No stopping her.
0: No. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so go on. So to answer that, that question, then what, well, why why should people network?
1: Well, I think you know the answer to that.
0: Yeah, but we want, I want my listeners to know. I want my listeners to know. I want them to come away realizing this is something that they really should do. And, and coming into a, a year where no doubt we're going to still have a lot of difficulties, no events, I'm sure, for at least the first half of the year, um, you know, people, people, are, people are feeling lonely. People are feeling stuck. People are looking for new ways to innovate, new ways to grow their business. Why should they network? And and how? Well,
1: they if they start network? networking in my WhatsApp group, it will dispel loneliness mm-hmm. virtually, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, more importantly, they're going to make valuable uh, business um, partners, or suppliers, or clients. And that will then lead on to money. And money is very useful, wouldn't you agree?
0: It can be quite handy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about flow. I mean, so what, what I feel from what you're saying is, is kind of effectively what I what I teach in my programs. It's all about, you know, a, a, an exchange of energy in different forms. And what you're talking about is that flow of energy. And each time you can't destroy energy, but it can shift from one type to the other, which is effectively what you're talking about. You know, we're talking about that kind of the, the battery operated phone and computer into the energy that we exude through our messaging, through our voice, into, into onto another platform, onto another exchange, onto transactions and money, which, of course, is another form of energy, uh, which might then give people a sense of freedom or peace or joy or stress which are all other forms of energy of course So what you're really talking about is a continued energetic exchange but of course you have the choice to decide what you want that to look like
1: I love your energy (laughs) yes yeah I love it
0: yeah love it but you see, we were talking offline before we started recording, weren't we? And I was saying, you know, it, it shocks people when they discover I'm actually an introvert, not an extrovert, um, particularly say when I present the podcast or I, I'll do a Facebook live for them or something yeah. like that. And they're like, what, you're an introvert? Surely not. And it's like, I am. No, really, I am. And it's because an introvert truly is somebody who actually is quite happy in their own company or can... can uh, can fulfil themselves on their own without needing external sources essentially, that's what it is but I, I find myself much better when I'm having a conversation with somebody, like you pick up on my energy now than when I have to write a message to somebody Got you But, right. but then if we take that off the, the networking side of things we might start off with writing that message but then we get on a call such as you and I have, and then you really get that chance to, to shine and, and show yourself. That's the whole point.
1: The whole point of networking is to get to that one-to-one. That's the whole point. Um, so, And by the way, um, Nicole Reynolds, uh, our friend Nicole, who is uh, an American based in Brussels, mm-hmm. and she, she's the one that... Uh, who sets up shefund.io to get more w- women involved in finance she's like you she, she's an introvert but i i bring out the extrovert in her and um networking isn't for everyone uh, i i put a poll on, on on linkedin um in the middle of the year and it just asks do you enjoy networking And half the people said yes, they enjoy networking. Half said, uh, uh, and then about uh, 35% said um, yes, but don't have much time for it. And about 15% said, no, do not like that. A lot of people find it intimidating, a bit like public speaking. It doesn't float their boat, Uh, in which case they can hire me
0: exactly.
1: and I, 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 I can network on their behalf. And, and uh, the high net worth crowd fall into that category. In fact, the last place on earth um, they would be is in a WhatsApp group because they t- tend to be quite uh, private and di- di- um, discreet people. Um, but if they're working on a, a project and, and, and they need some people, you know, a tenacious hunter. Um, then my services are at their disposal.
0: So you don't only teach people to network, but you will network on their behalf. By how do you do that? By putting their name forward, by suggesting them. Yes, that? I have a
1: client. Dot dot dot. You know, reaching out to my network and saying that I've I've, I've got someone that's looking uh, for a widget distributor in Portugal or whatever it is. In fact, there was one recently. I was asked by Universal Pictures mm-hmm. to find a diesel distributor and storage facility of diesel in Hungary. I mean, how much, how much nisha do you want to get? But again, using the power of the the crowd, uh, I managed to locate someone within two hours, and the deal has been done. Wow,
0: that's.
1: It, it wasn't easy because Hungary is quite a, a difficult country to to do business in but um, anyway it's been done so all good
0: that is very 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 impressive so, yes, yeah. your 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 skills never cease now now obviously i'd love to know how you got into networking in the first place because you were historically you were a trader is that right going back yeah and- i
1: mean when i when I, I flunked university because i got distracted by wine women and song so I, I, I started my career at the now defunct Barclays Bank International. And there was a guy there called Peter Pike, and his job was to be social secretary. So his remit was to organize skiing trips and whatnot to keep all the staff happy. Uh, I was the unofficial social, social secretary. So I was the guy that was uh, organizing all the after work parties and, uh, and um and, and whatnot uh, and i really wasn't a good employee at all because i was just chatting all the time and i was often reprimanded quite rightly for being a distraction to my colleagues um, so now i'm putting that gregarious nature that i have to good use um, because connecting people is all about taking an interest in people and and being Gregarious, uh, And then the, in, in the 1980s, there was something called the Big Bang, where the um, financial markets um, and the city of London was deregulated. And then I decided to become a futures broker, where enormous amounts of money can be made and sold, uh, made and lost uh, quite quickly, very quickly. And that was very hedonistical. It was very uh greed I mean this was back in the era where the the, the movie Wall Street by Michael Douglas came out and the strap line was greed is good um, So it's all part of that era. Um, but my heart wasn't really in it uh, and I've spent most of my career in telecoms. So I was first to market with those ringtones and logos uh, about 20 years ago when every other person had a Nokia. Oh, yeah, I remember the old
0: Nokia, Nokia yep. Yeah.
1: So it was called Logo Paradise, mm-hmm. and I went into all the red tops, like the sun, the mirror, the star, the mail, the London Evening Standard, and... Um, it was phenomenal. Uh, it, it just exploded, and I was living in Germany at the time, and I came over to the UK and I bought the Daily Star, which you probably don't read uh, at, at the airport. And there were, this was three months afterwards, there were fourteen full-page ads just with these logos and ring tones. So I had the first-to-market advantage. <laughs> but a load of copycats came along. Unfortunately, I couldn't patent the underlying technology. And if I could, I'd be having this conversation from my yacht somewhere. Uh, but anyway, that was a resounding success. Then in 2012, I thought to myself, hang on, we, we live in a celebrity obsessed culture. Wouldn't it be nice to have a chat line where people could call and speak to celebrities to raise money for good causes? And a Star was born. And unusually, with something like that, you would launch it in the UK first and then take it to the United States. I did it the other way around. I actually launched it in the USA. And because it combined celebrity and technology, it got tongues wagging. Uh, Now, I didn't have uh, Lindsay Lohan on there, but her mother was on there and her father was on there. And the mother was charging $6 a minute more uh, than the father. So that got ch- tongues wagging. And it was everywhere for a while. Howard Stern, ABC, CNN, Wendy Williams show. Um, and it actually generated quite a bit of money. But the thing is, the celebrities kept all the money, which defeated the objects. The idea really was to raise money for good causes. But there again, these were what the Americans call Z-listers, so they probably needed the money. Right. But uh, at least I tried.
0: So what I'm hearing you say, and it's it's interesting listening to that history because a lot of the time when people are trying to find their their purpose when they don't quite know what they're doing with themselves in life, and you know, it's like in they and they're feeling a loss, which I think is a a big big thing going on at the minute as well. It's really come to the fore. One of the things we always suggest is kind of is look at, look at what, what you're good at. Look at what you find yourself repeatedly doing in your life, and it might not be professionally. Look at what it is that you enjoy. And you've just reeled me through from an early career through to stuff which was quite clearly always bringing people together in some form or other.
1: Yes, that's a fair analysis. And of course,
0: that's what you—that's what—that's what you're doing now, and obviously, perfectly comfortable with it. So it's—it's it's really something for for people to to ponder when they're trying to find what you know, what what their passion or what their purpose. And I'm—I'm I'm, I'm in awe
1: view. of you, and I'm in awe of the people in my... because you did it the proper way. You were a good girl. You went to university. You studied your <laughs> um, uh, deg- for your degree, which. Um, Make you become a top gum expert i wish i'd met you um, 10 years ago um but uh, you know i didn't do that so i've had to hustle my way through life by the way if coronavirus doesn't bring out the inner hustler in you you don't have one <laughs>
0: It's very, you know, and that is very true as well because it, it it really does. It's it it's real divide and conquer situation because you you either get defeated, and you go into victim mode and anger and blame, or you take responsibility and think you know I'm I'm not going to let this get on top of me. I'm going to going to look and search for an opportunity, which uh, which is ultimately you know the more conscious we become, that that's where we get to. We get to a point where we can find the opportunity, we can go beyond responsibility, into gratitude, into purpose, into opportunity. But it takes, um, well, obviously that's, that's again, back to what, what I do in terms of how we co- I coach people into that higher level of energy and consciousness, because you do have to get that inner hustle, not just in coronavirus, but I think just generally in our lives, you know, things are generally not handed to us on a platter. And it's our choice where we focus our direction on, be it our thoughts, be it the attention we pay, that that leads us to to where we end up and then that comes back to the responsibility piece of needing to take responsibility for exactly for for ourselves and our lives yeah i know you haven't had an easy time on an emotional level either i mean you your your mother was even you won't mind me saying this because i know you've written about it widely but i always love my listeners to understand a little bit more about my wonderful guests because we do want to get across the message that yes you might be amazing and fun and all the rest of it and give off this element of freedom, but none of us have really, really had it easy. You know, I share my story in my book of having been, you know, uh, sexually abused as a child, had an eating disorder, had bereavements, had miscarriages galore, you know, buried a dead baby boy, lost my mother in my twenties. Uh, made myself chronically ill but you know but yes amazing success. But the
1: the point is Rana look at you now. Exactly. And And I'm finding that people that do suffer trauma in their life often come out stronger the other side.
0: Precisely but but if someone didn't know that about me I I think my biggest memory was um, being on stage in Sydney and I was a keynote speaker and when I got off the stage This this fellow speaker spoke to me, and and I think I'd mentioned something about having three kids or something like that. And she was like, God, you know, I was was sitting there listening to you thinking, oh, look at her. It's all right for her to be a, a, a top speaker. It's not like she has anything else on her plate. And then, you know, so it's fine. Of course, she looks the way she is, and she is as slim as she is. And she's got all the time in the world to do all this research. And now I know all this other stuff about you, you know, that, oh my God, you've got three kids and you've got this, I'm in total awe and how the hell do you do it? So the thing is, people look at you. So people would have just heard what you said, Mark, and they might think, oh, yeah, okay, you're a bit of a hustler, but, but, you know, but, but it's all right for you. You've, you've found your purpose, you've found your drive, you've fallen into things that you enjoy without recognizing that so many of us have come from adversity. So, like I said, the same about me. People would think, oh, yeah, she's she's fine. She's great. You know, she went to university. She's, she's successful at whatever she does. She's written a best-selling book. She's got a successful coaching business, blah, 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 without realizing the other piece that, no, I've, 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 I've struggled too. And so you've struggled too, Mark. So tell us a bit about that, if you wouldn't mind, because because any way that you've come through it is a lesson and a way to help other people.
1: Okay, so I guess my trauma was the fact that my mother loved alcohol more than she loved me and so my father raised me um, which is unusual because usually when um, couples split uh, the, the mother assumes the, 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 the role of looking after the child but with me it was uh, the other way around and uh, that was quite traumatic because in my teenage years i was acting in loco parentis to my own mother i was constantly pouring alcohol away uh, that she had hidden uh, you know with this cat and mouse game and um, uh, i had a, a wasted year in germany i've spent about a third of my life in germany so in 1973 when i was eight I went to the American school in Dusseldorf, only to learn that I had just learned everything that I was being taught, you know, because the Americans are a year behind. So that was a wasted year. And my mother's alcoholism progressed, and then it was decided I should go back to the UK and live with my father, which I did. But he left me to my own devices. Uh, Unfortunately, I did inherit my mother's propensity for addiction. And I became addicted to what the Brits call fruit machines. In the United States, they're known as slots. And in Australia, they're known as pokey machines. And uh, they are very addictive, but they work. Because when you're playing these things, these machines, any problems that you have disappear and you get into a zone. uh, And you uh, uh, it's almost hypnotic. And so, that that was uh, um, a total waste of time and money, of course. Uh, it, I, it's, it's something I feel quite strongly about, because in 2006, there was a gaming act was introduced in the UK, and... There's something called fixed odd betting terminals, which you get in the in the bookmakers, but the law says you can only have four. Mm-hmm. But they allowed a hundred pounds per spin, which is outrageous. That's a lot of money on on That's one good. spin of thing. Wow. And a lady called Tracy Crouch was uh, restored my faith in politicians last year or the year before because she resigned out of principle because she could see people were committing suicide because of gambling debts and what have you. Mm -hmm. And she thought it was outrageous that they were, you know, she wanted it reduced. Um, And then because the gaming body is quite powerful, um, it didn't happen. And she resigned out of principle. So she restored my faith in politicians. There are good politicians out there who do have strong principles. Anyway, um, a, th- a few weeks later, the law did change. And now the maximum uh, stake on those machines is £2 and not £100. Oh, um, and my gambling habit uh, isn't compulsive anymore. Um, so I've managed to... How, how
0: did you stop it being compulsive?
1: I went to Gamblers Anonymous on December the 5th, 1993, I think it was. I hit my low point uh, where I had 50p left. To go the bus fare home, and that went into the uh, fruit machine. It was cold, wet, wet and rainy, uh, and it was a horrible walk home. And then that's when I, I knew I had a problem. Uh, so initially, it was Gamblers Anonymous uh, um, that uh, that helped. Um, and then I, if you like, slipped a few years ago. Um, but there again, I, I noticed my my gambling isn't in fact i had a meeting right a couple of uh is it last year or the the, it certainly wasn't this year last year at the hippodrome casino in leicester square london central london okay so i met this uh i met a friend and he bought a friend who works in gambling okay his job is to look after the whales have you ever heard of that expression?
0: No, who are the
1: whales? Why, whales are the big spenders. Okay. So he was working for Labrook's, I think it was, and his remit was to look after the big gamblers, uh, you know, and pander to their every whim. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so he turned up in the casino, and he was gambling on his smart, uh, smartphone as we sat down and had a meal together. And he was gambling on his smartphone in a casino. (laughs) And I I, I thought to myself, my God, his work is gambling. His private life is gambling. You know, he's totally consumed by gambling. And that evening, I did have a few goes on the slot machines, uh, but I noticed that I was getting bored. I, 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 I was not gambling compulsively anymore, so... Um, in fact, if you've got that habit under control, it's actually a good, great, a great night out. You know, um, watch a show, have a nice meal, uh, have a little flat. Do you have you gambled?
0: No, you know, like all the black tie events I went to that would have like the the, the tables and stuff. It just never really interested in me. You know, maybe the like the one p two p slots. <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you go to the fun fair at the pier, but uh but never really anything more and poker you know we were a big uh, loved playing poker actually with my family at Christmas funnily enough we'd sort of put, put, put a blanket on the table and away we would go for, for hours and hours but obviously I mean it was just it was just friendly friendly play at that point so no uh no big deal nothing no never, never the big bucks it's never really appealed to me
1: Have you ever heard of Denise Coates? No. She's the UK's highest paid CEO. She took home 250 million or something. Um, And that doesn't sit comfortably with me because I know that she made, or most of that money was derived on the back of compulsive gambling. Um, That's how the the, the big bookmakers make their money.
0: and I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of compassion in you, Mark. That's coming across what you were saying about your trafficking group, and now you know the whole the whole gambling thing. You know, not not wanting people to be sucked in, and again, it just shows an element of you how you quite clearly care about people. And and that's how I see you in the groups as well.
1: By, by the way, when you're you're never going to experience this emotion because you're not a gambler. But when I was playing the slot machines and um, sometimes I play two or three at a time. And when that jackpot comes in, then you, you get a, 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 a hit, a dopamine hit. It's, it becomes a drug that we, we actually supply ourselves. Um, and the act of gambling releases that dopamine. And when, when I'm working on the WhatsApp groups and it gets really busy and it all goes mad... I can feel that dopamine in my body again, but I, I'm pulling that drug to good use because being busy on WhatsApp group is not self-destructive, whereas playing uh, a, a slot machine is is ultimate. It, playing a slot machine compulsively is most certainly destructive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. you say that. So the only thing I can relate is when I was um, when I had an eating disorder and was, uh, was bulimic and you know, and then would quite happily sort of eat like two, two big packets of digestives and you know, want to purge myself in some way. And for me, it was a massive addiction to exercise as well. And so it was part of it was an addiction and part of it was a need to punish myself. But it was always, you know, through both means, through the eating and the, and the purging in whatever way that was, be it exercise or, or, or something else. But I was very, um, it, it, and, and I do think a little bit like you with the gambling, there is always still an element of it in me. You know, I'm still a bit funny with food and I have a thing about food and I have a thing about watching other people eat and what their eating habits happen to be. And it you know, sets off these emotional reactions in me. But the, yeah, the, the good, the endorphin release that I get through, through the process of exercise and all the rest of it now, I can still get the hit, but without the punishment purging aspect. So I imagine you could probably relate to that.
1: Absolutely. By the way, my favourite meal is steak. Um, does that make me the devil?
0: although i am mostly vegetarian and, and and a lot of the time almost vegan but 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 just purely through uh, through choice you're allowed to eat steak it's absolutely fine but you, you must do
1: it, it it feels terribly unfashionable nowadays to be a meat eater but uh, <laughs> i am
0: have you seen that, the program on netflix game changer
1: i've heard about it
0: Okay, so that that might be your your, your 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 little Netflix binge for the next um, the next few days. So they talk about all these elite athletes who have vegan diets, um, and how yet they're able to perform incredibly incredibly well. But they, well, I, I mean that that bit's fine. I mean, to be honest, the food really didn't look very appetizing, but uh. <laughs> but it was interesting listening to the things i hadn't realized say about you know about meat eating meat and actually how bad that is for the environment i'd never really put two and two together that much and then of course when you think about you think about grass and the herding and and the wastage uh, that happens it it kind of steps up your your feelings of of responsibility and you no know, i've always wanted my kids to eat everything on their plate but i only give them the portion that i believe they can eat but it's only because I just don't like being wasteful and a little bit like you you know I, I mean I didn't come from a a, a a highly rich you know elite family you know they were they were elite in terms of their their social standing but but not financially and so you know I've, I've never been a, a waster so I've you know I've no I just the idea that that people would just this, this idea that all this waste that we have in supermarkets that we have um, it, you know at parties all the stuff that gets thrown away just really makes me very sad for all those other people who are starving and hungry out there
1: yeah I'm about to have a call after this call with a guy called Alastair Mullen who's been um, in, involved in cow uh, cow farts
0: and the energy that they can produce yes yeah the methane gas.
1: Yes, it's a big, big issue, and it's all down to us and our love affair with meat. Anyway, you're making me feel guilty now, so. (laughs) Game
0: changer, that's that's what you're going to watch, so, okay, we're running out of time. Networking, do you have, tell me, do you have, do you have three words that, do, uh, do you have your, tell me what your three words would be about you? I mean, you know mine, they're free, fun and fearless, so.
1: I connect dots.
0: I connects dots. I love it. And you know, actually my logo is all about connecting dots as well. That's why I've got three dots there. Cause with the coaching process is about closing the circle and connecting the dots. So how, how can, I think we've got across the message of how important and powerful it is to network and to get to that one-to-one and actually how much easier it is to get to that powerful one-to-one where the business happens virtually And quicker and faster and more effective than it is than if we were working a room. We've talked about Remo and how to therefore work a virtual room. WhatsApp and how to link it to LinkedIn. How easy and amazing WhatsApp is. So why on earth more Americans aren't using it? I don't know. It's there. It's available on any phone. Download it. Half my listeners are are from the US. Um, the importance and relevance of networking you never know who you might meet so I'd always say be open to opportunities I mean the people who I've met not just through you but once I opened myself up to those opportunities i met people who really helped to enrich enrich my life in in so many ways on so many levels.
1: In the Powerful Women group did you catch Katie talking about her um, 100 lunches with strangers and she gave a TED talk about having 100 lunches with strangers. Did you see that?
0: Really? No, I didn't.
1: Oh, you should watch that. She's amazing. Now, she used to be employed, and she went into a meeting with her boss and a client, and she froze. She suddenly had imposter syndrome, and she did not say a single word in that meeting. And she thought to herself, I cannot live like this anymore. I've got to do something. So she decided to have lunch with a hundred strangers. And if you watch her TEDx talk about this, uh, it will it, it she'll explain everything, but anyway, the, the natural next progression from that was um, a com, And I suggest you join that because it's a one to one um platform, uh, with um, and the, she shares my, my uh, ethos when it comes to, to, to networking. Um, by the way, diversity and inclusion are very important to me. Uh, and also something called ORS, open, random and supportive. So it's the antithesis of corporate thinking, because corporates can be really closed and secretive. I'm the exact opposite of that. What's the Okay. And the other thing I feel strongly about is helping women. I cannot understand why only 3% of venture capitalists are women. Um, So in some ways, it still is a man's world. But it really has improved since I've been alive. Uh, So some of those groups are specifically aimed at women. You're in the powerful women group. As you can see, there are no feminist vibes in there or anything. It's just a group of wonderful people um, helping each other. In the interest of diversity and inclusion, there are men in there. Um, just me and those of uh, 250 women would be a bit un- uh, uncomfortable for them and for me, I think. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's all about those, um, facilitating those, those human connections uh, from the comfort of your own home. And another thing I didn't mention is when you go to real world networking events often they, they they're quite chaotic affairs you know you're surrounded by people um uh, who want to network so when you do have a one to one with someone in a real world networking environment often yeah you've got you're surrounded by people hovering and um some people don't like that um and, and 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 some people, especially women, uh, find real world networking can be a little bit intimidating. Um, and of course, uh, online, you're much more in control. And yeah, yeah. Uh, And
0: also on that, you know, you might have your kind of your fifteen minute calendar open to, to do that that one to one. Whereas when you are, so you see, some you don't don't have the luxury of even fifteen minutes at a a live event. And if you are yeah. spending there for fifteen minutes on a one to one you both really got to be into it. Otherwise one person's talking and the other one's thinking, I really must move on. <laughs> I must go and talk to other people.
1: So, Lunch club is another good way to meet new people. Have you used that before? No. I'll send you my invite link because there's a waiting list, uh, a bit like that new club thing, clubhouse, mm. uh, which I've been invited to. Uh, it's a hot ticket. Um, but unfortunately I don't have an iPhone. It only works on iPhone. Um, but apparently,
0: gotta have an
1: yeah.
0: iPhone. No. Gotta are
1: have you, an iPhone. Yes. Oh, you you've got an iPhone. Is that the uh? Is that the ten or the twelve?
0: This is the eleven. This is the eleven Pro Max. I went. I went big for the Ever first time. And, and actually, I love. I love. Like you said, having a bigger screen. I always thought, oh no, I want it small. I want it to fit in my bag easily. But no, I do. I do love having a bit. And the camera is amazing. So
1: great yeah right. i've got a love-hate hate relationship with smartphones <laughs> because paradoxically they're killing off the communications that matter the most like human ones like the
0: human ones absolutely. because
1: everyone's staring at them walk down any uh, high street or train
0: yeah. Um dinner table even dinner table
1: yes i had dinner in scotland
0: I, I, i've been i've been after you know uh, post-conference dinners and I'll just say at the speaker's table and everyone's there on their phone. Not total
1: silence, <laughs> in total silence.
0: Yeah, on it's, their phones instead of talking uh, to each other. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, my friend, I think, okay, so listen, I want people to be able to reach out to you because you have talked about the benefits of networking and also how much, um, you know, and how you can help them really effectively as well. So how can people get in touch with you?
1: Okay, I've actually got a brand new shiny um uh digital business card. I
0: have, I've seen that. It looks so cool with your QR code.
1: Yes. And that way people can um see my websites, yeah. they can see my social media, mm-hmm. they can book me for a free 15 minutes. They can book and pay for my one hour power hour where I teach them the techniques to network virtually.
0: It they can well see well worth it, I should say, well worth it
1: and uh, they can see a menu of all my 160 WhatsApp groups. Um, yes, yeah, so um, I liked it so much. I'm gonna help Sean, who uh, owns that um, 10,000cards.com. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna um, help bang his drum. And yeah, I
0: saw your post on LinkedIn about that. Yeah.
1: You're super.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm super. Okay, a, su- so- a super, super
1: imposer. A super, super imposer.
0: So, all right. So basically the way to connect with Mark, you've got... His oh, email. yeah. So uh, I'll just say anyway. My,
1: so the best way to connect with me is on WhatsApp. Again, plus plus four four for the UK, 7906786505. Brilliant. The, the second best way to reach me is on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, Mark Jarrett, M-A-R-C-J-A-R-R-E-T. Brilliant.
0: Fantastic. And I'll put your website, um, in, in the notes as well.
1: Virtualpowernetworking.com.
0: Virtualpowernetworking.com because that's, that's the link to be able to, um, to sign up for, uh, for a session with you where you will help people, which is amazing. And I'll, um, yeah, I will get that. We'll get that QR code in there as well. Thank you for joining me at such short notice, my lovely two fellow brits it's a rarity i'm usually interviewing americans australians and new zealanders so
1: (laughs) you're a true globalist love it
0: absolutely thank you thank you so much for that today so i hope you enjoyed that little chit chat a little bit of networking add to the comments in some way and let's get to know you a little bit better as well and hopefully see you in one of mark's whatsapp groups for sure Um, and please do hit the subscribe button share with your friends that's what it's all about sharing and connecting mark right
1: sharing and caring
0: sharing and caring absolutely (laughs) so for now i am dr renna al-falaki my three favorite words be free be fun be fearless bye-bye for now feel on top of the world with light changes coaching do you feel like burying your head in the sand, hoping it will all be fine when you come out? Do you know what you want, but no idea how to get it? Are you stuck on the treadmill, repeating the same old patterns, wishing the answers would just be there for you? How great would it feel to have those answers right there in the palm of your hand? Well, did you know that there is a way to get immediate answers, fast resolution of and quick access to a higher state of awareness. After 20 years of helping people, I have perfected a special technique that allows you to tap into your intuition. Connect with your intuition in just five minutes a day using this special technique, Dr. Renner's Gift Technique, the guided intuition and fulfillment training, and you can have those light bulb moments every day. So get what you want, a job that gets you excited when you get up in the morning, A relationship where you can look across the table and think how much you love that person. A body that you're proud to have and look in the mirror and absolutely love. A bank balance that you're not afraid to look at. My gift to you is simple, quick technique to access your intuition and give you the instant answers you need to get unstuck without having to do lengthy meditations. So head on over right now to lightchangescoaching.com and download yours.